welcome to day two of ULAR 2022. My name is Laura Coates. In today's podcast, I would like to review what I felt were some of the key sessions and papers of interest from the CSF perspective. There were some terrific sessions today from cardiovascular and cancer events in rheumatoid arthritis to new drug development in psoriatic arthritis. Reviewing the poster sessions today, Perniola et al. caught my eye with their look at immunological and tissue-derived biomarkers of early response in moderate to severe RA patients treated with jacinibs. Keeping to the RA theme, there were two interesting oral presentations in the clinical aspects and comorbidities session that analyzed the risk of cardiovascular events and malignancies in patients with RA using real-world registry data. So looking first to that immunology abstract, this is looking at tissue-derived biomarkers in early response in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. It was found that a pre-treatment immunological profile, peripheral blood-derived B-cell phenotypes, and synovitis severity are associated with the early achievement of at least DAS28 CRP CDI low disease activity in rheumatoid patients receiving JAK inhibitors despite their seal activity. Looking at risk of cardiovascular events, this data is from the rabbit register in Germany. They looked to analyze MACE under treatment with JAK inhibitors, TNF inhibitors, or conventional DMARDs in patients with RA, and looked at treatment episodes from 2017 to 2021. They found that the incidence rate of MACE in patients receiving JAK inhibitors in a real world setting was lower than the incidence rate reported for tofacitinib in the oral surveillance study. They didn't find any evidence of an increased risk of MACE with JAK inhibitor compared to TNF, although patients treated with JAK inhibitors in this real-world registry were older and had longer disease duration. And next, looking at the risk of cancer with data from the BioBedeza register, looking at patients with rheumatoid arthritis and addressing the incident malignancy rate with exposure to different biologics and targeted synthetic DMARDs. This looked at patients who had a variety of rheumatic diseases and a prior malignancy up to 2021 in the register. They found that the risk of incident cancer in patients with rheumatic diseases and a prior malignancy doesn't seem to differ according to the type of biologic or targeted synthetic DMARD exposure. The psoriatic arthritis posters selected today focus on the efficacy of therapies, in addition to Prof McInnes's poster on consistent long-term gazelkumab efficacy across PSA domains, irrespective of baseline characteristics. There were two other posters of interest. Fitzgerald et al. looked to identify baseline biomarkers that predict response to the oral TIC2 inhibitor ducravacitinib. And Potahed Core et al. examined the impact of concomitant methotrexate on ustekinumab immunogenicity. So firstly, to look at ducravacitinib, this is data from the previously published phase two trial that treated patients with six milligram or 12 milligram of ducravacitinib compared to placebo. Molecular profiling of baseline serum samples was performed by immunoassay, 
And they also looked at this alongside clinical response measured by ACR20 for the joints and PASI75 for the skin. They found that patients who had a higher expression of IL-23 pathway biomarkers were more likely to benefit from reducrabcitinib compared to placebo with both skin and joint manifestations of PSA. And then looking at the ustekinumab data, this is data looking at 112 patients treated with ustekinumab and placebo, or ustekinumab and methotrexate from an RCT. They collected plasma samples just before the ustekinumab injections at baseline, week four, 16, 40, and 52. Over 52 weeks, 18% of patients in the placebo cohort developed ustekinumab-specific antibodies, and 27% in the methotrexate cohort generated specific antibodies. The antidrug antibody rates and concentrations didn't seem to differ significantly between the two groups, and the presence of antidrug antibodies wasn't associated with decreased ustekinumab levels. This suggests that there's no statistically significant difference in antidrug antibody detection between the two groups, suggesting that concomitant methotrexate has no impact on ustekinumab immunogenicity in patients with PSA. So a busy day at ULAR 2022 and great to see more relevant cytokine signaling contexts. I hope you've enjoyed this roundup of day two. If you haven't already, you can download our ULAR 2022 highlights brochure from cytokinesignaling.com to see the abstracts we've selected for you for the whole of the Congress, along with some top picks. Professor Douglas Veal will be with you tomorrow to discuss the highlights from day three. All that remains for me is to say thank you for joining me today and enjoy the rest of ULAR 2022.